Hello, and welcome to Curbside Counselor. Today we are continuing our eight-part series of insights based on A Course in Miracles. In this episode, titled, You Give Everything Its Meaning and Value, we'll talk about how you built your own world and give a name to each experience, which will color your perception throughout your life. So let's get right to it. Series 1, Episode 2, You Give Everything Its Meaning and Value. Today we are going to talk briefly about how perception gets distorted and how you automatically, based on your stored data of beliefs, give every experience or object its meaning and value. In essence, it's the world according to you. All right, we all know that when we are born, we are pretty much a blank slate. Everyone starts out neutral. Of course, as you got older, you experienced a mixture of accepting the teachings of your parents and also what the world taught you as well. Most likely at an early stage in your development, even as young as an infant, you decide for yourself the nature, the meaning, and the value of things that you have had and the things you've experienced in your life. You label it. You decide what it is or how it feels. And that determines what meaning it has for you and therefore how you will use it, as well as if it has any value to you. Regardless of how old you are right now listening to this podcast, there will be little chance of you changing your mind about it. You may not even realize it's happening. You will play the same tape that was recorded when you were very young, and your life will reflect it. And most of the time, you won't even realize it. And that's where this podcast comes in, as a little nudge to get you thinking. So, how you perceive something simply stated, is what you understand it to be. In reality, nothing that you see has any meaning or value until you give it one. We call that perception, and it makes us jaded in some circumstances. Your senses may only give you clues about something. Your eyes see, of course, your ears hear, your nose smells smells, and your fingers perceive touch. But it's your mind that decides the end result of the stimuli. Your brain then compares the impulses with all the previous data it has that you've gathered, and in a millisecond, the mind says, here's what you are seeing, or here's what you are hearing. Your mind selects filters and chooses your perception of any given thing. When your mind must choose between what is or what should be, if there's any conflict about it, it will always report to you what should be. Our perception of any situation object, or experience is nothing but a reflection of the beliefs of you, the perceiver. Interestingly enough, an altruistic function of your mind is to keep you from those things which totally don't fit into your belief system. The mind does not let you see what does not fit with you. So, your perception then is really your belief projected out into the world. By giving things a meaning and a value to what is, what is happening, or to an object, your mind takes those clues, matches it up to your stored data, and selects compatible portions. Then it presents it to your awareness as what is. But there can be a problem with that. If you don't like what you see, or in this case, what you hear, you'll try and correct it or erase it. Just like if you do not agree with some of the things I'm saying in this podcast, your mind will only hear it in the way that supports your belief. This can be both a good and a bad thing. So how do you change if you are solid in what label or meaning you have given something? That's a good question to ask yourself. Remember, when it comes to dealing with people, 
everyone has their own labels, their own meanings, and their own values. And this should be understood if someone's behavior is unacceptable to you. At different stages in their life, a person will try and communicate in a way that can be understood, but also can be misinterpreted. Here's a few examples. A baby tries to communicate something in the only way it knows how, by crying. So at three months of age, a baby's cry is socially acceptable and easily recognized as a call for love. As a two-year-old, a child may kick and scream to get his message across or needs met. Again, this is socially acceptable for a two-year-old and is easily recognized as a call for love. As a 12-year-old, the child's call for love may take the form of smoking pot, failing school, shoplifting, and at this point, none of these are socially acceptable nor understood to be a call for love. This behavior normally gets seen as a call for punishment. In the same way, you are also in a state of fear and calling for love when you criticize, condemn, or ridicule in any way. Contrarily, when you perceive criticism, condemnation, or anger as an attack instead of a call for love, you have misinterpreted what someone was trying to tell you in the only way they know how. So remember these points. Everything starts out as neutral and it is you who give meaning and value to everything. Perception is not a fact, but a reflection of the beliefs of the perceiver, and your mind does not let you see what does not fit. So ask yourself, what are the dynamics of your mind that make you behave the way you do? And ponder throughout your day and this week what your perceptions are and how you give meaning and value to the things you see, touch, and experience. So that's it for today. As I said, Think about what's been said here and apply it to your own life. We will be back next week with a new episode titled How Your Choices Affect Your Life based on your beliefs, whether or not you know what they are. So until then, we hope you've come to understand yourself a little better. As always, you can listen over to this episode anytime to really let it sink in. Until next week, thanks for listening to Curbside Counselor and keep an open heart.